Morning, everyone. Tuesday, February 6th, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. We've got the third one-day international today in Canberra. But uh, for those who just heard the weather report, doesn't seem too great. Uh, hopefully it can hold off so we can get a match and a result there. Uh, we'll continue our previews heading towards 2024 today. We're going to look at the Gold Coast Titans and certainly some expectation there with Des Hasler coming on board at the club. And you talk about expectation uh, for the Carline Cup at Caulfield this weekend. Just had a quick look at the all-in market. Foxy Cleopatra, the $4.50 joint favourite. We tab in that all-in market. Loz, morning to you, mate. How are you? Yep, morning, boys. Uh, $4.50 equal favourite. Wow. That surprises me. I wouldn't be jumping in. I know she ran well first up, but uh, back in... When was that? November. November. Melbourne Cup Day. Um, but 1,600, still a little bit short for her. Her sweet spot would be around the 2,000, 2,400, something like that. But, um, yeah, no, just good to see her back at the track, you know. That's and hopefully she'll run well first up. But I couldn't toss you in as a favourite. Okay, there you go. He's put it out there. Loz says keep your powder dry. Mm. Okay. We've got to see how she draws. Oh, I, I think she'll run we well. We might be seduced by the way she ran first yeah. up in Melbourne, though, where well, she flashed home at, well, what, 40 well, to 1? Did. That was at Flemington. Um, mm. But this is at Caulfield on Saturday. But, uh, I, uh, yeah, she trialled really well. Um, but I just think that going into this race, coming off the back of her last performance as favourite, um, we're probably expecting a bit too much. But, anyway, she'll run well. I've got no doubt about that, but... To win four dollar fifty favorite, uh, that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. We got the first group one there of the calendar year with the CF4 and uh, Mr. Brightside's a dollar ninety. The English Millennium in Sydney and fully lit is the three dollar favorite there with Tab Pup. Bit more cricket on today. Series over. Well, hopefully we get some cricket because uh, what you said just as you walked in before outside at the moment here mm. in Sydney town. Up on the northern beaches, throwing it down. Yeah, morning, boys. Mate? Yeah, a little bit wet out there. Uh, good for the gardens, though. You know, can't complain. It's been stinking hot. So, yeah, I don't mind this cooler weather, but, yeah, not great for cricket. But I think I think they've said rain this morning, certainly here in, mm. in Sydney. So it might clear up down in Canberra. Um, yeah, I, I think the Aussies obviously want another win. Um, and for the guys that, that haven't played much for Australia... Um, it's another great opportunity for them to really score some runs, take some wickets, and you know put their name up in lights. And the West Indies would a little bit like the Test series. I'd love to get a win. He, um, we won that last Test match. I'd love to win this last one day before the T20s. But yeah, both teams um, they'll find something to play for. That's for sure. The series is over. But another game for your country. Nothing wrong with that. I watched. Um, I watched the last day of the the Test match, England v India yesterday. India too good. Um, yeah, England were were on track. There was a couple of decisions that it were questionable. Did or... you see the ball from Boomer? Which one? I saw a lot of balls. The from one Boomer. that was a Yorker that got Ollie Pope in the first innings. Yes, absolute Jaffa. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, an yeah, absolute beauty. Yeah, he knocked over stumps galore. Mate, Cracker. it was just one of the best balls I've seen. 145Ks, yep. ripped his pegs out, and he was coming off a, a big 100 mm. as well. So, yeah, he's um, – Boomer is a genius. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, 
Rohit Sharma took a hell of a catch as well. I fully poked in the second innings in slip. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, again, turning out to be an awesome series, one or now. Uh, where's the where's the third test, you know, do you know? Because I think they're only playing... I've I got a feeling they're only playing in two venues. Because I know there's no game in surely, Mumbai. I'll be able to tell you um, shortly. They're playing in Rajkot yeah. on the 15th of February. Then in Ranchi and Durham Salah. Okay, so, no, so all, no, all different All, all different venues, yeah. just not playing in the main ones. No Mumbai, no Delhi. Interesting. Um, well, they, they have deals. The BCCI has deals with all the, the, the state associations, I think, that they have to honour. So they have to play um, a certain amount of test matches there per yeah. year. Yeah, okay. Um, so I don't know what the wicket's going to be for that third test, but one or uh, it's been a good series so far. That cricket's been great. Uh, England, again, played with that aggressive approach, that basball approach, but fell short. I, I like the aggressive approach. I can understand it, trying to move the game forward and put pressure back on the bowlers, but I've got to say, Joe Root's shot, for example, you just don't see him play a shot like that in <laughs> test cricket. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's... Just the balance, the balance of that shot selection is is so important in in conditions like that where the ball is spinning and there is enough variation. Um, Jack Crawley was awesome. He he, well, see that's an example where he played quite positive and aggressive, but he played smart cricket shots. Hit the ball. I reckon they're building nicely. I reckon they're building nicely. They'll be hard to beat when they come out here next time. Well, well, two ninety two in the fourth innings. That is the second highest score. By a touring test side in India in the fourth innings. Uh, the highest was five for 299, Sri Lanka in Delhi in 2017. And that, they were chasing more than 400 for victory, and that ended in a draw. So uh, they, they were certainly very positive. For Ashwin finishes on 499 test wickets. He's got one to go for 500. He'll play his 98th test, assuming he plays, of course, in the third test. And a bit of argy-bargy. Johnny Bairstow, our man... Uh, gave it to Ashman, Ashwin when he was uh, dismissed. I think Ashwin might have given him a bit of lip in the celebration, and Besto didn't like it. Gave it to him as he well, he had ended up going upstairs and he was given out. But uh, Besto never never far away from from the action. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, so plenty of rugby league news around. We'll get to the headlines, of course, shortly. But uh, big news at the Broncos loss. Esma Ramam all but locked up. The Courier-Mail saying that he has agreed to terms, keeping him at the club until at least 2028. Uh, they're talking $3 million dollar plus deal. But uh, some of these Broncos, they're going to be leaving some money on the table, Ezra Man being one of them to stay. So that that's good to see because the, it's all but certain he could have commanded more money elsewhere, particularly at the moment. You talk about his... You know, potential to strike while the iron's hot coming off that grand final performance. Well, you could argue he was the best player on the field in the grand final. Um, he was sensational. Three tries, was electric every time he touched the ball. He's only 21 years of age. And they've got some of the best young talent in the game, all worth a million bucks. You pay Reese Walsh a million bucks every day of the week. Uh, if he obviously hasn't really tested himself on the market, Ezra Man, because he wants to stay. But I'm sure someone will be prepared to pay him a million dollars a year, paying Haas a million dollars a year. Um, you know, and they've already had to release a couple of players in Farmworth and Tom Flegler. Uh, the Broncos have got some of the best young talent in the game. Selwyn Cobbo's another one. Um, is a is a wonderful player, and he's going to be moved from the centres to the wing. They've got speed. Um, a lot of people keep asking me about the Broncos, how they'll go this year. Oh, you would say they're going to go, they have to go 
as well as, as last year. I know they've lost Flegler, and I know they've lost um, uh, uh, Farnworth, Farnworth yeah. out there in the centres, but I still think that they'll be good enough to challenge for the title this year because just natural improvement of some of these young guys. You know, their forward pack is still going to be strong, but the natural improvement you'll get, well, we expect to get from Ezra Mead at Reese Walsh, just two of those guys in particular. Yeah, they're ceiling. We don't know what it is yet. And they are capable of producing anything. Um, I suppose it'll be the scars of the grand final that we're worried mm. about. But I think young guys today, I think they move on pretty quickly. And because they're just starting their NRL careers, I think they expect to play in another grand final. Now, it may not work out like that, but I think their self-belief and confidence is that they'll get there again. The big one will be Adam Reynolds, how he's adjusted and how he's coped with that pressure and um, you know, the disappointment of making those decisions in the grand final where people were critical. I wasn't as critical as some others because I think he had a fantastic year, Adam. But I think if he's right mentally and has overcome the scars of that grand final, I think he can lead the Broncos uh, to another final series and take them deep into a final series and possibly challenge for the grand final. And we're just speaking about the back page of the Courier-Mail. Pay the ma'am. Ezra agrees to new $3 million Broncos deal. Loss, how does he play Origin this year? Does it, is it simply the case of Munster needs to regress badly in that first third of the season? I think, well, a couple of, reasons, a couple of things need to happen for him. I think Munster needs to either go backwards in form or is injured. Um, then the other one is, what do they do with Kalen Ponga? Because Kalen can play 6-2 at a pinch. But I think the next man up possibly could be, possibly could be Ezra, but you've got Tom Dearden as well. And Tom Dearden starred when he got an opportunity a couple of years ago when Munster got ruled out with COVID. So they've got plenty of options there in the halves, um, and that's thinking that Ben Hunt is going to stay a part of that team, either as hooker or coming off the interchange bench with with Harry Grant, sharing that role through the middle. But Ezra Mann's just got to continue to play the way he did at the back end of the season, and he'll put pressure on. There's no doubt that Munster slipped with his form last year. Uh, I read an article where Munster said that he didn't play as well uh, last year and he feels fitter and stronger, as you would expect, uh, coming into this off-season. It's a big year for him uh, because the expectation on Munster was huge and massive given that he's been a big player for a number of years and I didn't think he had his best year and I think that contributed to, to, to Melbourne as well, uh, not being at their best. Although I don't think you put it all down to Munster because I think their forwards just got smashed when they came up against the big teams and it's hard to play behind a forward pack that's getting belted. But um, Ezra Mann, there's no doubt that he'll put pressure on, but I think if Munster starts the year off well, I think he's the, the number six for Queensland. Gosh, when you look at their conundrum when you've got guys like Ezra Mam and Caelan Ponga, as it stands right now, on the fringe, just highlights why. And Tom Dearden. And Tom Dearden. Highlights with that sort of talent. And I know they're rep sites, mm. so you've always got talent. Yeah, and you're always going to have injuries too. True. But again, highlights from a New South Wales perspective, how disappointing 
to lose those last two series because now you look at it, look, look at the talent they've got. All of a sudden, you, I mean, you experienced it firsthand, Loz, when you're in the coaching box. They're building Queensland again to have some serious, serious talent. Yeah, they are. But I, th- I think we're quick to forget, too, some of the talent we were missing last year, New South Wales. I mean, you put Nathan Cleary back into a team and that changes the dynamic straight away. We saw what he did in that you know, final 20 minutes of the grand final. Not many players do that. Um, so, and I think for Nathan, that's a driving factor for him this season too, is to get back origin, not so much dominate, but lead New South Wales to a, to a series victory. Uh, and coming off back-to-back losses, I think this will be a tremendous series in itself because if we get both teams with their best players available, we'll see one heck of a series. Mm. One heck of a series. And that's the exciting thing about Origin. And even if a couple of players are missing, doesn't mean it's not going to be the same. But you'd just like to see the big-name players there for New South Wales. You want to see Luttrell. You want to see Tom. You want to see Nathan Cleary, the New South Wales side. And you want to see all those players available for Queensland. Because then I think we just sit back and admire and watch and clap and see who the best state is. Just can't fit them in. Like you, can't, you can't fit... Esmer Man, Ponga, and Reese Walsh. Gosh, they've got to get Ponga in there. Like, Mun, Mun, you, Mun, you're 100%. Munster's, Munster's a no-brainer. He's been a genius mm. at origin level. Like, he, he would have to have... He'd he would have, have to, have to have play his entire right. series. Yeah. Even if he had a stinker in game one, they'd still pick him. Yeah. He's earned that right. Yeah. So he would have to have a horrible series. Yeah. He'd have to start the year very, very oh, poorly man. for Melbourne and come into My that God. series with... No form yeah. at all yeah. behind him, and these other blokes just yeah. just flying. Yeah, for and months. That's, to, but to that's be what you talk about with selection, isn't it, Loz? That mm. it's a good problem to have for Queensland oh. that they got a lot of superstars. I wonder if they will. Like I think New South Wales over the years has had a th- well, you know better than anyone, but has had a bit of a theory. You pick your best players, so even if you're they're playing six at. Uh, in the NRL or uh, fullback in the NRL, you'll pick him on the wing or in the centres? I, I, I think that could happen this year for Queensland. Do you reckon Queensland will just to get these talented well, superstars? Well, I, I think, in? just looking at it, I, I think, yeah, you poss- if Ponga and Walsh start the year, the way they finish... You've got to get them in. I think you've got to get them in. And I think you, what you do, you pick one on the wing, so Walsh on the wing, Ponga, and you interchange them. You just let them play. And you, and you, and you give them that roving... Role. So you play Walsh, defend him on the wing, but when you've got the ball, you know what? You just come in and play like you normally do at the Broncos, you and Kalen. That gives him a dual threat, and that would be difficult to stop. If I'm just thinking of it now, mm. you just go Walsh in the middle, tied forwards. You've got Ponga on one side. You've got a mark up on him. Mm. You've got Munster, um, Cherry Evans, Ben Hunt. You, you know, you've got some options. If you're a defending side, you're going, wow, where are they going to go? That's and and, and that would be a challenge. Attacking weapons, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they got Coates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hemiso. Like Selwyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. It's good. Um, but yeah. you go a fully fit New South Wales team. And I know even saying that out loud, you're you never fully fit. First origin, yeah. you, someone's always injured. Yeah, that's happened. Like for New South Wales, particularly, think about it. Well, Latrell hasn't played. Has he played three origins ever? Yeah, I think he did that year that they blew Queensland to 
part. Played all three. All three. That was the COVID-affected origin. Yeah, okay. But it? we that, looking at that Queensland team now. We need New South Wales needs a fully fit team. Yeah. Oh, well, I think I think the series if you get it's going to be a the best of both yeah. states available, you're in for one hell of a series. Yeah, can't wait. Latrell's played seven origins. He's yeah. played all three in 2021, hasn't yeah, played okay. since. Yeah. yeah, okay. Was that when they dominated? Yeah, that yeah. was when, yeah, 50 to 6 and 26 and nil. Yeah. The first two games and then game yeah, well, three. We need him yeah. and Tommy. Yeah. We lost. And Teddy playing good footy. Yeah. I think Teddy's in for a big year, to be perfectly honest. Mm, yeah, I agree. I, I, agree. I think I, th- I think the criticism that he received, he's had time to go away, think about his game, get his body in the right possible shape. But I reckon he'll have an enormous year for the Roosters. Back page of the Telegraph today in New South Wales and Sydney and uh, off the back of uh, all the uh, the goodwill, I guess, after Peter Valandy's comments that, you know, I'd love to get the Bears back somehow in the NRL. The bare necessities out of hibernation is the headline on the back page and just uh, talking about here to Dean Bulldog Richie, our man, Daniel Dixon, the chairman of the club there at the Bears saying, you know, there is some non-negotiables if they were to be back in the NRL. Uh, that they you know, want to keep the colours and logo. They can't be tampered with. And just to play two to four games a year at North Sydney Oval. And, and Dixon is realistic on it not being a North Sydney-centric team. And Orbit confirmed as well, interestingly, here enough, that you know they wouldn't merge with the P&G bid, that sort of a standalone bid. So if that is the 18th yeah. team, as you know, Peter Volandi said, it is the favourite as it stands at the moment. Uh, the Bears would have to look towards a 19th or 20th team, which, mm. you know, Volandis has indicated that so he would like to see got a nice 20. ring to it, hasn't it, the Perth Bears? I can cop that. As an old Bears fan, I can see how that yeah. would work. And, and even, um, you know, have a couple of games where they, they bring it here to North Sydney Oval and perhaps a Sydney team plays a game. Like if you, you play Manly, for instance, you know, you could play that Manly game at North Sydney Oval. South Sydney, you could play them mm. at North Sydney Oval. You know, a couple of those games you could host. Um, but obviously Perth might want to go standalone or they might want to take the history and tradition of the Bears and the colours on. But I think the Bears are starting to get momentum and it'd be great to see. A lot of people, because I live in that area, uh, a lot of people are ex-Bears supporters that still follow the game of rugby league, but they're not as passionate as they once were.